0: Welcome back to the Creator Tray podcast. Today, I have Justin from the Mindfully Abundant NFT project. How are you doing today, Justin? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Yeah, really glad that I could meet with you today.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm glad I was able to finally get in touch with you because uh, traffic was a pain
0: today, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes, that's too bad. So uh, about your NFT project, would you mind explaining to... Uh, listen to us a little bit about it?
1: Absolutely. So in early 2020, um, April of 2020, to be precise, I started really trying to figure out what I could do to be more of a, a, a decent steward towards like how we are on this planet. Like, what are we doing on this planet? I wanted to create a project that refocused people's attention on what we could do as a collective to you know, build communities back up, strengthen the Though I don't know how to explain it, like strengthen um re-strengthen the human potential because I feel that for a very long time we've kind of all been like just scattered about. We don't know what we're doing anymore. We're just kind of all here doing something. And I wanted to create a project that allowed people to invest in something that changes the future for the betterment of humanity in the long run. So it's like um uh you basically give a little bit now, and in the long run, the entire project is you know, up and running and everybody benefits from it because I want to create a mutualism type environment, like a mutual based economy. That makes sense. That makes sense.
0: It, it's <laughs> from what I've heard a little bit on your TikTok, the idea from this came from how everything is very industrialized. Nowadays, it's more company focused than it is human focused. Is that about right?
1: Exactly. So I believe that The kind of like the world that we live in is all owned by corporations and corporations are, you know, either a a person's name that's attached to a brand or it's an organization that was created that moves money around. And once the organization gets to a certain size, they start forgetting that they were a human at one time. They become a a machine, so to speak, and they kind of like just completely destroy everything because they're seeking profits. They forget that there's a human on the other end that's going without something to get this or they're going without this to get that. And it just becomes the, the wrong focus is given to us. So I wanted to create a business where I'm not the sole owner of it. I wanted to create an initiative where we all are the owners of something, where if we are putting our attention into something and trying to create something that the humans that are using the system should benefit the most, not the corporation. So kind of reverse structure how money trickles up to the top of the business where it never comes back down to us, but start off backwards, like where I almost take nothing and pay everybody else going up because i feel that in order to run an organization you should take care of the people who are running it like there's a reason why we have this hierarchy system in america because it all lets the money go up to the top and never come back down to us and i think that that needs to be flipped around I but think you have I, to you you have to create that it doesn't exist
0: so i think, I think that's, that's awesome, awesome. yeah so on your website, you uh, your first step was uh, through this NFT project, acquiring seed funding for your first system. How is that coming along?
1: So I had to put that system on hold because what I ended up doing later on, I started getting like more and more. People contacting me, more ideas kind of hatched from one idea. So I want to reinvest profits that I make from other businesses into other businesses that just keep taking my money and putting into something. I want to open up indoor aeroponic farms, but what my primary focus is over the last three months now has been trying to figure out a way to bridge an AI infrastructure into the mental health arena where we can, as humans, be able to address mental health. So I'm in the process now of trying to create a social consciousness protocol that would run an AI that allows us to all collectively pull our mental health data together and sort this problem out. Because I think that that's what I would rather devote more of my attention to and then take those profits and get the farms out. Because I don't want to create a farm to own the business. So I really had to deconstruct how to pay for this. Every single thing that I want to create, I had to find a way to pay for. And I think that if I can create a a system that serves the greater men of all humanity, which is what mental health, mental health is something that we don't get help for. So that's what I've been trying to uh, put more of my focus into the last few months.
0: That makes sense. Is that already started then? Is that uh, underway? It is underway. So I have a giant board that I have all my ideas
1: on. They just keep coming to me. I live life in a world of synchronicities where if I start seeing a pattern somewhere, I start to remember why I'm seeing that pattern. Once I see the pattern, I'm able to pull things from it. And from what I've gotten so far, I'm just waiting on being able to have the market recorrect again for NFTs. I think that the market's way too low to release a project. I don't want to start something and have it fall because I can't control it in a downcline, So it's like, it's hard. It's the timing of when to release a project is what I'm faced right now with because I have everything drawn out to start. I know who I have to contact to get it started, but it's like, when can
0: I start it? That makes sense. So, and sorry, sorry go, go ahead. ahead. And see the thing is, is like, I am willing to put
1: my money where my mouth is because I don't want to go to a venture capitalist and try to create this project. I don't want to owe money to a system that's already robbing us. I have a very big angst against capitalism. Um, And I think that it's caused a lot of our problems. And a lot of the problems that we have are because of the societal systems we're living in. And who owns most of that, our monetary system. So I think if we can start addressing mental health, we might be able to start addressing more serious problems together.
0: Okay, that uh, makes a ton of sense. So, uh, So once these systems are set up, how are you planning on scaling them?
1: So I believe
0: that we can relocalize how we redistribute
1: food. And if you build an indoor aeroponic farm, you can do a lot more farming in a smaller footprint because it's a vertical system. And there's a few systems that I've seen that I've actually gone to their facilities and walked around and looked at them and kind of gotten an idea of how big one of these would have to be. If you were to, and I did the math, I have all of these like things done, but if you were to take the size of an Amazon warehouse and put an indoor vertical farming system in there, you would be able to feed most of your country. Like, and if you were to do that all over where every single Amazon facility had one of those in there, you'd be able to feed the entire country. Like, from just the food that they are able to produce vertically versus in our farms. And our farms in themselves are overfilled. They're already sprayed with chemicals. They're already like incredibly bad for us to begin with. So our dietary system also needs to be addressed. And I think that's why I'm trying to figure out how to create the indoor aeroponics in a way that we can reutilize some of the infrastructure we already have. We have warehouses, we have malls, we have like Walmarts sort have of closed, we have stores that we can put these things in. And I think that if I can get community leaders to say, Hey, here's a way we can do this. I'm going to show you how I'm going to build one up and then say, this is what it costs to run, pay the people. This is what it costs to do. This This is what it costs to do that. And then I want to try to get the, um, basically like your local community. I want to get the towns back involved and get in their food growing. If you can say, Hey, what space do you have to dedicate this much square footage to indoor aeroponics? You can grow this many cucumbers, tomatoes, whatever you need to grow. This is what you can feed in your population and it'll be safe, farm, fresh food. And you won't have to worry about all the chemicals being sprayed on your food. Like there are no chemicals on an indoor aeroponics whatsoever.
0: That's very interesting. So you're somewhat hoping for help scaling from um, leadership in certain cities? Well, I want to
1: start in like the city that I live in. So I live in a a town in Maryland, just out of Baltimore And when I have the availability to do what I want to do, I want, there's a a vacant spot. It was an old grocery store. I've looked into how big it is, how much it can store, what I would be able to do as far as creation of produce wise. If I were to only grow lettuce in that one size, that one size building, it's roughly like $43,000 a month to maintain it, which is like the infrastructure itself, the insurance and hiring the people. I don't think that that's bad when you can literally feed an entire city with lettuce. Like you, you don't just have to grow lettuce, but like you can grow an absurd amount of food indoors on a weekly basis, and it doesn't require you to have to worry about the elements. Doesn't have to worry about all kinds of other stuff, like you know, the the, the heat waves and all the other cold waves that we have. It's like you can do things indoors, and if I think that you can propose it in such a way to these leaders and saying, hey. Right now, we are not doing good with our food. Our food is not in the best way. This is what we have to do. I'm not just talking about like state leaders either. I'm talking about regular local people in your buildings, like in your communities that just want to help. I think that if they see people doing something or doing something that they approve of, there will be more people wanting to help.
0: That makes sense. So, Like I think you, we're all worker bees. So as you scale up, um, that will also... Uh, really relate to more profits for your business, which you can then reinvest again.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not talking about making money from the farm vegetables. I'm talking about making money from an app and taking that profit and redesigning or redeveloping ways to diversify it back into stuff that just becomes free for using the app. Um, I basically want to try to meet people's needs by seeking help. So if you can download an app on your phone and it basically scrolls your TikTok and says, hey, this is what we're noticing about your behaviors and be able to, you know, give you a diagnosis of unofficial diagnosis. But like you can take that information that the AI generates and then go see a psychologist and say, hey, this is what we know about us so far. Go see somebody like and then they can validate you.
0: OK, so that's and that's the project that you're working on right now. That's the one that I want. That's the one that's going to pay for
1: everything else. That's the one that I'm focusing most of my attention on right now. I started working on all of this stuff. Like It's just been a hobby project of mine to try to figure out what I could do in the event that you know we were to see a complete civilization decline. Like Who has the ideas and what are they doing? Everybody wants to say, well, what's next? Well, what are we doing? Well, how about we try to sit down together as humans and say, well, what do we need? We need food. We need housing. We need education. We need a healthcare system. Why don't we have any of those things? Because we rely so heavily upon our government leaders to not give it to us. I have this idea that we don't need them to do that. We can literally do it ourselves, but it takes somebody building the infrastructure to do it. And I'm the crazy enough one to try. So,
0: So, and I know a lot of uh, people, are. what you said about uh, this app, it sounds like it'll be able to collect a lot of data from the phones. I think a lot of people would be concerned about data privacy and stuff like that when it comes to... You are, you are you are very
1: correct. And that's one of the reasons why I've chosen the Web3 blockchain that I've chosen. I've chosen Holochain for a very specific reason. They're going to change the way our data gets stored on the internet and how the information gets transferred from block to block. And it's going to be done in such a way that the data that you generate or that it collects never leaves your phone. The physical data of whatever it is you create stays yours and it is yours until you decide who can have access to it. And I want to put a monetization system in between who has access to it. So when you are delegating your information to the system, it is a one-on-one exchange to where we can never see all of the entire of the data. We can only see certain parts of it because of how the systems talk to each other. But what it does is it validates and verifies, you know, a real authentic person versus a a bad actor, which they can then destroy. And the specifics of how Holochain runs very much mimics nature and how we have an immune system. So it's very protected about bad actors, like, you know, hackers and stuff. And with the infrastructure that they're creating, I feel 100% confident that, and I don't even want to say 100%, let's say 99%, because it's always like bad when you say 100% of anything. But if I had to put like solid bets on a way for us to be able to secure our next wave of like data sovereignty, like how we can actually break free from this, um, I don't know, the overlordship of who owns our data, like Facebook and TikTok, like they own us, right? They own who we are as a person. And I think that Holochain is building a system that's going to reclaim that back for us. It's going to stop them from stealing our data.
0: That makes sense. I, I feel like there's another NFT project that's working on something similar when it comes to the data part, but I can't remember it off the top of my head.
1: There was one called Quantum something. And I I saw, I don't know if that's the same one you're talking about, but I saw the one for Quantum. And it was really weird how it just randomly popped up and then he disappeared on me. Like I couldn't find him anymore, but I was seeing a lot of his videos for a while. yeah. But, I'm kind of all over the place. Like I work for a living. I'm a biomedical technician. So I have, I travel a lot. So this has been a lot for me to like, try to keep going forward with this. And it's just, it's my project. So like, I'm just waiting for things to kind of shift in my
0: favor. That makes sense. And I definitely hope you, it does, because some of this stuff is definitely, definitely possibly needed. Yeah. So let's say that we could get away from corn syrup. That's one of my
1: ideas. So high fructose corn syrup is in there. I have this really big understanding that if we don't start doing something soon with like climate change, that we're going to eventually really see our our population like just decrease relatively steadily. And that scares me because I am a dad and I'm an expecting dad as well. So like I have a lot of things that are riding on this and one of the things that sticks out to me is the bee population. Like bees are in decline right now. And I want to figure out a way to kind of like ease up the consumerism side for how we overconsume products. And I want to be able to give people back the, the ability to like partake and save in saving the planet. So I want to create DAOs, which are decentralized autonomous organizations. They're basically non-for-profit systems that we can all like buy a collective token in and then share the wealth as the product grows and stuff. And I want to do that with bee farms. I want to make it a normalization of people buying up huge parcels of land. And instead of putting houses and apartment complexes on it, putting wildflowers on it and trying to rebring back the species of bees because we are getting to a critical low right now. And I don't think people quite understand just how vital it is that we keep those creatures alive.
0: So the bee farms thing, is that something... Um, another system that you'd like to integrate into this project?
1: Yeah, so there's that and then there's also fish hatcheries. Right now we've overfished our oceans and our streams so much that um, we don't have much longer left of how much fish we're going to keep producing and I don't think people are quite aware of that yet because we're just so sold on the fact that we have to keep consuming more and more. Like we waste more food in America than we ever have in our lives on a daily basis.
0: That's a very good point.
1: I have a lot of stuff I want to do. I also yes. want to open up mushroom bars.
0: <laughs> yes, I was just thinking, wow, that's a pretty big amount on somebody's plate. That is intense. So what are some other uh, systems that you're thinking of adding? So I have I have different ideas for like different softwares that
1: I want to create. One of them is I want to create a network-like structure that acts like the tree of knowledge. So how when we leave this world, our digital footprint goes into some database somewhere in archives. And I want to create a a program that lets us donate that information into an archival system that allows us to maintain this uh, knowledge of what humans have learned over the course of their time. If you look at all of the ancient civilizations, we know diddly squat about them because there's no real record past a certain point. Like we can only guess about certain things after a certain point. Right. And I want to create the basically uh, a brain, so to speak, of an A.I. that lets humans know in the future that this is what this human learned. Like think of all the things that you learned in your life and how insignificant to somebody else those things you learn might be. But to the grand scheme of humanity, you learned a skill in your lifetime, and that skill could be useful for somebody else. But once you die in your digital world, it's gone. It just gets lost somewhere. And I want to create a graveyard, so to speak, for that, where it allows us to put this knowledge into a tree base that allows us to basically, it's like a Google, but I want to create a tree version of it, like the tree of knowledge.
0: Awesome. I. I'm just going to take a minute right now to let uh, remind people again that my newsletter has been out for a couple of weeks now, or will have by the time this podcast goes out. And you can check that out with a link in the description. I talk about a lot of creative, like creativity topics and stuff like that. So, these uh, systems—how are you going to tie them all together? If you don't mind me asking.
1: So I'm going to tie them together with the fact that they are added bonuses for using the mental health system. So I want to collect the data and not charge the people anything, you know, to use it. But what, how the system will be monetized is I want to recreate the data structure that we have about human psychology. And I want to have universities and have psychology departments, you know, have to pay to gather the information. Like I want to create a repository of the human psyche, basically on levels that we don't have. Think of how so many people found out that they were autistic or that they were ADHD or BPD or whatever it might be on TikTok, because an algorithm was able to detect certain mannerisms and facial expressions and words that we used or interests that we liked for however long we watched the video. Like it knows all these little intricacies about us. And I'm like, well, if we were to give it permission to study us in a very safe and ethical way, that's one thing most people aren't saying right now is how to use AI in an ethical way. People are so focused about AI replacing them in their jobs. And I'm like, you should be focused about it being used unethically because what they're going to do is start producing information that's not theirs. It's somebody else's that this this web bot pulled from all these other in- in- um, interfaces like that are out there. It's like, AI is just pulling from us right now. It doesn't have its own thought. It can't create an original idea. So it's like, it's just our ideas. But what if we were to create that like structure on the other side, but it benefited us? That whatever information it spits out, it was for the betterment of humanity. And the results of that, the like the monetary value of that knowledge could then be processed and given back to the people. Like, I don't want to really take profit from the collective. I just want to create a system that lets them use it. But let's review humanity as a whole
0: and say, "Hey, this is what's going on, right?" That this is a like the more I'm hearing this, the more I'm going. This is going to be a lot of server space. Well, see, that's the thing. So
1: Hollow Chain doesn't run on servers. That's one of the things that it's directly different. How it's going to work is it's going to basically network all of the spare PC power in the world. So every single computer that you have out there, your laptop, your desktop, you can download an app that will run the web and allow us to have distributed web apps. So basically, whatever app I download or I create, the footprint of it is going to be very, very small. And it's going to be small enough that when it gets downloaded to your phone, you can store basically unlimited amounts of information in that app because of how it gets distributed around the globe. It's a global effort of computers all talking to each other. It's going to replace data servers.
0: So And they're going, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, sorry.
1: So basically what they're trying to do is they're trying to Airbnb the web. So Amazon web service makes $14.7 billion in, in revenue from hosting the internet, right? Holochain is trying to allow us a way to host the internet ourselves on a program called Holo, which is going to be an app that you download on your computer. And then basically, if someone develops an app or a web, um, whatever it might be, like an app in itself, you want to download that app and put it somewhere, you have to host it on a cloud server. And basically, Holo is going to allow you to cloud host it and be able to choose whose information you're keeping and why you're keeping it and how much you charge them for and whether or not you want it to be free. So it's like, you know, Wikipedia, you can host that one for free. You wouldn't charge Wikipedia for the hosting of it. You would just say, this one's free. It's on the house.
0: Right. That makes sense. Have you ever read the book uh, Demon? The what? D-E-M-O-N, Demon? No. So that book, uh, I can't remember the author of it right now. The series, when it gets to the later book, uh, the way they start, using the technology in that book, it's reminding me a lot of some of the stuff that you talked about. If you uh, don't mind like in a science fiction, sometimes mystery, sometimes really cool stuff, uh, check it out. It's really good.
1: Oh, actually check it out. You said demon.
0: Yep. That's the first one. Yep. And it's uh, okay. it's felt like a, a web demon, like a, a automated internet, uh, Something or other. I can't remember exactly what it
1: is. <laughs> I get you. I get you. I don't. But yeah, know. I have a lot of stuff that I'm working on. Like I, I haven't been posting the last few weeks because I've been going through like the seasonal stuff. Right, like in December you just kind of go into funk. But I'm always working on stuff.
0: That makes sense. I was actually going to ask if uh, if you must be working on a lot of stuff if you haven't been posting for a while.
1: Well, I got a lot more stuff of work from my other work that I worked for uh, delegated to me and it's just been a lot. So like I've been building more of those uh, blood pressure monitor carts and this time they added, I don't know, like 50 more than they did last time. So it took a while for me to get out of that like dead energy funk because it was just so much boxes to open. But I don't know, I'm, I'm in the process now of um, trying to put more of my energy into creating this because I feel that this is, um, this is what I want to do with my life. Like, I want to go back to school and get a degree in human consciousness and in potential and figure out ways to advance humanity forward, because I really feel that we got stuck because of capitalism. And I think that so many brilliant people have been assigned to do meaningless jobs for indefinite amounts of time, and that's what they're going to spend the rest of their lives if someone doesn't stop it. And I think that that's what has to happen. I think there's a lot of really brilliant people who would rather save the world than destroy the world, but they don't have the option to start so I want to create an avenue that lets people start. And I feel that if one
0: person starts, then more people will show up. And that's what I'm doing. That's a beautiful purpose, man. That is incredible. I don't think I have any more questions for you today. Is there anything else you want to uh, mention while we're here on the podcast?
1: No, I'm good. I mean, I'm I'm grateful to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm I, I love this. This was fun. This is the first one I've done. Like, this is the first time I've actually been able to like, I don't know, have a conversation with somebody about this. Like I talk to a lot of people about certain parts of it and not everybody knows a whole story. Like I I just I'm here and I love it. And I'm grateful to be here, Trey. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you. And to all our other listeners, thank you very much as well. I hope you found this enlightening. Go follow this gentleman, Justin, here on uh TikTok. And I believe you have a Twitter as well. I'll make sure to link those down below. Thanks, guys, and I will see you next Friday.